The J Files on Double J. She's the quiet achiever on stage. Head down, hair covering the face, anchoring the beat and the harmony with sweaty intensity. Yep, some of the biggest songs in modern music were held down by badass, bass-wielding women. I'm Gemma Pike, this is The J Files, and I wanted to shed some light on the ladies who shred. So I asked five bona fide lady legends of bass to shout out their favourite female bass guitarists. Before we get to that, though, I had to share with you this dynamite moment from the Double J archives from 1974. Hi there, Barry Lee here with Young World. Well, just over a year ago, a 22-year-old 5-foot-1-inch bass guitarist burst into the pop scene in England with a musical raunchiness that left other groups gaping. There was one difference. She was female. No point in keeping you guessing any longer. Here is... Susie Quattro. I was never ever concerned with what sex I was playing with. It was always other people's ideas that they had this great dream of all girl bands making. I just wanted to play. And it just happened out of coincidence that all the bands I played with were always all girls. A good musician is a good musician. It doesn't matter what sex they are. What I hope is that if there's young girls like 14, 15 that are like, feel the calling like I felt it, I hope that I I can be now set up as an example for them to use as a weapon for all the other people telling them not to do it, you know? Because I know I had a hard time and I didn't have anybody to sort of look up to and say, oh, she did it, so why can't I? I had nobody to look up to. So I had to fight everybody. Susie Quattro is one of the reasons Spider Bait's Janet English was drawn to the bass guitar. Janet is a stalwart of the local alt-rock scene, an accomplished multi-instrumentalist, vocalist and visual artist. And she helped cement Spider Bait's domination of Australian rock in the 90s, scoring them plenty of arias and many nominations for her awesome cover art, as well as topping the Hottest 100 in 1996. She also helmed the short-lived pop-punk project Happy Land with Quan from Regurgitator. So I've actually got three favourite female bass players who, as well as being bass players, are multi-instrumentalists, vocalists, songwriters in their own right, so just amazing women all around. Number three would be Susie Quattro. She's just incredible vocals and solid playing. Number two would be Kim Deal. Of course, she was the bass player in the Pixies, and that was all wonderful, but what she then went on to do with the Breeders was just so amazing and inspiring and so unpretentious and amazingly talented. My number one as pure bass player is Tina Weymouth. Psycho killer. I think her bass playing is just this great funk-influenced, simple, kooky kind of syncopated rhythms, and she's super nerdy about music, and I just adore her. 
Gina Birch is one of the brains behind one of the most important feminist acts, the Raincoats. Her unwavering, unashamed voice was at the forefront of both punk and second wave feminist movements, and her bass skills are the stuff of legend. But she didn't always intend to be a punk, and she never intended to play bass in particular either. Everybody, give it to the first bass line I ever learnt was from the track Funky Kingston by Toots and the Maytels, and the player was Jackie Jackson. If I'm going to talk about a female bass player who influenced me, it would have to be Tessa Pollitt from The Slits. Tessa was very influenced by reggae too, and I was fascinated by her bass lines and her stage presence. The Slits were an enormous influence on me. I saw their first gig, and immediately after that, I desperately wanted to be in a band. I don't know that I was naturally attracted to the bass, although I loved reggae. I just thought that with four strings, the bass would be the easiest instrument to play. I've since learned it is the most magical and wonderful spine of the song, and I love it. Homegrown hero Stephanie Ashworth ruled in her own band Sandpit before taking up bass for Something for Kate. She was even approached by Courtney Love to join Hole and don the mantle worn by many legendary lady bassists like Melissa Oftemer, Jill Emery and Kristen Pfaff, but she graciously declined the offer. So which lady bassist does Stephanie Ashworth admire the most? Thinking about female bass players that inspire me, two actually come to mind who are almost the complete antithesis of each other. The first is Gail Ann Dorsey, who played bass with David Bowie for around 20 years and who I met when we were touring with him. Um, she's just an incredible technical player, really awe-inspiring, um, technically precise player whose sounds are perfect and who I'll always remember for doing the most jaw-dropping version of Under Pressure with David Bowie. She sung Freddie Mercury's parts, and if you're familiar with that song, you'll know how ambitious it is. She played bass perfectly and sung that song uh, every night, and um, it was incredibly moving. She's a total natural, just a, an extension of her instrument. Not sure if she was you know, classically trained, but she is a bass machine. The other one is Kim Gordon. I guess her punk rock approach to the bass is um, much more like my own. No lessons, no formal training, just DIY and make it up as you go. I've always found her distorted and discordant sound, um, you know, combined with her spoken word almost kind of barked vocal delivery to be really original and it really goes hand in hand with her and the band's message lyrically. I like that she's never been you know, a technical player. It's, it's more about you know, whatever method serves the idea best 
and um, you know she's always been inventive and gutsy and in line with the art world that she she sprung from. Laura Balance of 90s indie rock hero Superchunk is not only a legendary bassist, but also co-founded independent label Merge Records with bandmate Mac McCann in 1989. The pair started Merge as a platform to release their own music and rep their friends, but it has since grown into one of the largest and most reputable indie labels around, with Arcade Fire, Dinosaur Jr., Caribou and Neutral Milk Hotel among their many signees. So it makes sense that she draws a little closer to home with her favourite bassists. Hi, this is Laura Balance from Superchunk. It's really hard for me to decide whether I want to talk about Bridget Cross. From Unrest near Miami. Fontaine Toops from Versus. They are both amazing bass players who also can sing like nobody's business. Superchunk toured with both of their bands quite a bit back in the 90s, so I got to see them play a lot in all kinds of crazy situations. They're just both amazing bass players and amazing people. On Double J, you're listening to The J Files. Deb Googe is a bass legend. As part of My Bloody Valentine, she helped pioneer shoegaze, one of modern rock's most prolific genres. She also lent her playing to Psych Legends' Primal Scream and Sonic Youth's First and More. While her bass hero is worlds away in genre terms, she is just as much of a legend. favourite bass players of all time is a woman called Carol Kay. She's one of those people that lots of people haven't heard of because she's primarily a session musician. She's done loads and loads of great stuff. She's worked with people like Brian Wilson, did a lot of stuff with Pet Sounds. Nancy Sinatra on Boots Made for Walking, people like Lee Hazelwood and things like that. If you haven't heard of her or heard her stuff before, you should really check her out. I think she's, uh, I think she's amazing. The J Files. So there you have it. Five legends of bass guitar and the powerhouse women who inspired them. Are you ready, Boots? I'm Gemma Pike. Thanks for listening. Start walking. The J Files. <laughs>